What's the word going to be today, saints? The wedding garment. <laughs> the wedding garment. That's it. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you for directing my paths, Lord, for showing me, Lord, exactly what to, to speak to your people today. I just thank you for that, Lord. Thank you for your grace and mercy. Thank you for your love and peace and joy. Every gift you give us in your spirit, Lord. Thank you for all of them, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, my God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Before, we, before I get going in this word, though, I, I got three prayers the Lord told me to pray. And it's so awesome. I mean, he showed, you know, because you all do have to go. And if it runs over, I don't know how it's going to go. But he wants everybody to get involved in these prayers. Amen. So the first prayer is for our young folks returning to school. He said, make sure you pray for them. I said, yes, Lord. You know, I do what you tell me to do. And I say what you tell me to say. So we're going to lift these uh, students up in the name of Jesus. Father, we lift these school students up, Lord, and we pray for their safety first. We pray for the teachers and the faculty and everything involved in their learning, Lord, that they're teaching our children the right thing. And if they're not, if they are to venture off, block their young hearts that they don't receive it, Lord. Let their ears hear what you want them to hear, Lord. We're asking right now in the name of Jesus that you direct their paths, Father. We can't be with them all the time. But we pray a hedge of protection around our children right now. And we pray they strengthen you. We pray they learn what you would have them to learn, Lord. We pray that they all might be saved. And we give you glory and praise and honor. In Jesus' name. Amen. The second prayer is for that young baby, Zaire. Uh, Dre Carr, Minister Dre Carr Stevens, son, I want to lift that baby up. And I really just want to thank God because I stay in prayer about this baby for some reason. I'm always in prayer about this baby. And so I'm all, I keep him before the Lord. So when, when I do that, I don't want to keep asking for the same thing. Oh, I just want to start thanking God for doing what I've already asked him to do. And I'm sure all you all had that baby up in prayer one time or another. So let's just say thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for hearing our prayer and answering it, Lord. And we pray for the parents as well, Lord. Dre Carr and is it Gigi? Oh, pray. Look, I got it right. <laughs> I lift those parents up to you as well, Lord. Strengthen them, Lord. Keep them, Lord. Oh, we know this thing is, is very important. Uh, and this, young, this little baby, I know the prayers I was praying. I pray God use them mightily for his glory. Oh, so I'm going to say thank you for that, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. The last prayer I want to pray is for our elder uh, Clark. Amen. I'm going to tell you all, I was pondering Elder Clark, right? Because he's a man after God's own heart. And I was pondering him, and the Lord began to just speak to me. You know, he said, uh, this sickness that he's dealing with is for my glory. 
And you know, it's like I was feeling what he felt when I was pondering him and, and praying for him. I began to feel what he felt. I, I wasn't feeling good. You know, and the, and the scripture says, that's how, that's how God wants us to be. If you are, are weeping and mourning, guess what I'm doing? I'm mourning too. But if you're full of joy and, and unspeakable, and you guess what I am? I'm full of joy too. Amen. Amen. It says we, we got to feel what each other feel. That's how we know what to pray for. Amen. When you feel it, you know what to pray for it is. Amen. Amen. So I'm praying, I'm pondering him, and the Lord just began to speak so many powerful things. He said, this sickness here is for my glory. He said, no weapon formed against him is going to prosper. I said, thank you, Jesus. He said, all this adversity is a seed of righteousness. I said, Lord. And then I started to feel better. And guess what? He started to feel better, too. <laughs> Next call, I called up. They were like, he feeling better. He feeling better. I said, look at God, because I sure am feeling better. Amen. Something about when God speaks some words to you. Amen. It just, it take you out of whatever rut you in, whatever is on your, your own understanding. It ain't nothing like a word from the Lord. Huh? When he speak to you, <laughs> you don't care what nobody say. And I don't like saying that because we really care what each other say. But let God speak a word. All that stuff go out the window. <laughs> oh, thank you. Look, look how he did Job. His friends telling them, see, you. first they was being cool. Then they said, no, you done did something. You messing up. You blah, blah, blah. And Job was like, I know I ain't do nothing. You know, I've been trying to serve the Lord. And, and then God started speaking to him. Where were you when I did this, that, and the third? <laughs> Where were you? Huh? And, and you know what, that, what, the, what his friends was talking about? Went right out the window. Amen. <laughs> oh, praise God. It's nothing like a word from the Lord. And I'm going to give you this one today. Amen. In the wedding garment. Praise God. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. I generally officiate weddings in this. That's why I call it the wedding garment. But I'm going to show you the wedding garment in the scriptures today. I'm going to show you the real wedding garment. Amen. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. <laughs> I got in my, in my notes, somebody is going to get married. <laughs> What's that about evangelists? Amen. Praise God. Come on now. Come on now. <laughs> Look at God. Huh? What they say? Get in where you fit in. <laughs> so today I'm going to talk about marriage, sir. Saints of God. But the, but the word is going to bless the single folks too. Amen. Sometimes when you begin to talk about marriage, single folks be like, this word ain't for me. Uh-huh. You all want some revelation? I love revelation from the Lord. Soon as you receive Christ, you was married. So if you receive Christ in here, whoever received, you married to him. You're not single anymore. Please hear what I'm telling you. Amen. You are married. We are all married to God. I heard her saying it in her, in her word this morning. Say, God is going to return. Who is he returning for? His bride, his wife, the church, us. We are married. Say amen to that. Oh, thank you, Jesus. 
Oh, no. I told Elder Higginbottom, I said, look, if it's just you and the Lord, you got more than enough. <laughs> That's all you need. <laughs> you got more than enough. Amen. Amen. Oh, hallelujah, Lord. We're married to God. Our relationship is close with him. It's a personal relationship. Listen, listen to this, evangelist. It's intimate. <laughs> I thought I heard you say, it's intimate. Huh? That's how we produce. See, when a, when a marriage gets intimate, then birth, a birth can come forth. Oh, Y'all better hear this. A birth can come forth. That's how it comes forth. If you're not intimate with God, you better get intimate with him. You're married to him, get intimate with him. Amen. Huh? Consummate the marriage with him. Say amen to that. Amen. Oh, Lord, have mercy. I'm giving y'all this. I'm giving y'all this steak today. This is some steak, amen. <laughs> but we eat steak every weekend. We eat steak every Sunday. Every Sunday we eat steak. We eating from the king's table. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah, Lord. We the bride of Christ, saints, the church. Amen. See, when we marry each other down here, you know, it's like an earthly illustration of a heavenly truth. Amen. When we get married down here, God gives us things down here to prepare us for things up there. Amen. See, earthly marriage demonstrates our faithfulness, our commitment, our love, and our obedience to one another. That's what the earthly marriage does. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. It's an earthly illustration of a heavenly truth. That's what marriage down here is, saints. Amen. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Our marriage to Christ is all of those elements. It's love, it's faithfulness, it's commitment, it's intimacy. Say amen to that, saints. Now, let me show you this earthly illustration of a heavenly truth right in the Bible. Y'all ready for it? All right, turn to Matthew chapter 22. We're going to get this in real quick and send you to the marriage on time. Amen. We're going to get this in right now. Uh, on time. Matthew 22, look at verse 1. It says, and Jesus answered and spake unto them again by parables and said. Okay. So this parable is an earthly illustration of a heavenly truth, saints. He's speaking to you from an earthly perspective, but showing this similarity in heaven at a much greater level. Amen. <laughs> so this scripture is saying he spake unto them again. Whenever I read that or I see therefore, I really want to know what is it there for. And if it said he spake to them again, I want to know what did he say the first time? Huh? That's what I want to know. So what was the first thing he spoke? And who is the them? Who is he talking to? Amen. All right, let's go back real quick. So we're at Matthew 22 and 1. So it had to happen in 21 toward the end. He was speaking to somebody, right? Go back to Matthew 21 and look at verse 42. Hallelujah, Lord. I said, Jesus said unto them, did ye never read in the scriptures the stone which the builders rejected? The same is become the head of the corner. This is the Lord's doing. And it is marvelous in our eyes. 
if I say amen to that. That's a marvelous thing, ain't it? Them builders rejected that stone. So the stone the builders rejected is Jesus. Amen. He's a cornerstone. Now this, now this rejected stone, which has become the head of the corner, is asking them a question in this scripture. Have they ever read that in the scriptures? And telling them at the same time, it is the Lord's doing and marvelous in our eyes. The cornerstone is talking. Amen. God is something else, isn't he? Look at 43. Therefore say I unto you, the kingdom of God shall be taken from you and given to a nation, bringing forth the fruits thereof. So whoever he's talking to, he's telling them, the kingdom of God, I'm a, it's going to be taken from you. And it's going to be given to a nation. Everybody do this. Us. <laughs> That's going to bring forth some fruit. How are we going to bring forth that fruit? We married to him. We're going to produce. Come on now. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Look at verse 44. And whosoever shall fall on this stone shall be broken. But whomsoever it shall fall, it will grind them to powder. <laughs> See, what does a cornerstone do, saints? A cornerstone fastens and holds securely two walls together. Huh? And Jesus is the cornerstone which holds God and man together. You ain't going to the Father but by him. You can forget about that. Oh, I know God, but ain't no such thing as Jesus. Be <laughs> looking like, are you crazy? You don't know God. Amen. <laughs> foolishness. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. So the cornerstone holds God and man together. But at the same time, to unbelievers, you know what, you know what that cornerstone is? A stumbling block. <laughs> See, we humble ourselves before God because that stone has fell on us and grinded us to powder. Is that what the scriptures say? That's why we're so humble. Amen. However, if you reject the cornerstone, <laughs> the wrath of God will fall on you and pulverize you. That's what the scripture is saying. Amen. <laughs> God's word is a double-edged sword. It cuts, it cuts like this, and then it'll come back and cut like that. Amen. Our Lord is telling them, if you fall on this stone, you will be broken. And if the stone fall on you, it will grind you to powder. Now, who is he talking to, saints? Let's look at it in verse 45. And when the chief priests and the Pharisees had heard his parables, who is he talking to like that? The chief priests and the Pharisees. Look how he's talking. These are some elect religious folks. High up. That's who he's talking to. These are the elite of God's law. Oh, Lord have mercy. They know the word backwards and forwards, saints. And look how Jesus was talking to them. Jesus was making sure they knew it. That's why he asked them. Did you all read the stone the builders? Rejected? Did y'all read that? Because they supposed to know. He said, oh my God, how, how Jesus does things. Why is he talking to them like that, saints? He talks to them like that so they can't weasel their way out. Huh? They, all they can do is receive the truth and get mad. That happens a lot. When we get up here and with some real high-end truth, that just seemed, that can't be. People get mad. Amen. 
But the truth is what's going to make you free. The devil is a liar. You want to hear some lies? You don't want to hear that mess? <laughs> so they got mad, right? And look what happened, verse 46. But when they sought to lay hands on him, <laughs> they feared the multitude because they took him for a prophet. <laughs> they were mad and wanted to lay hands on Jesus. Not like we lay hands on folks either. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> they rejected Christ. The chief priests and the Pharisees was rejecting him. They wanted to do something to him, but they was afraid. See, they went to the law. They weren't trying to hear nothing about Jesus. What? <laughs> Jesus had to speak to them in parables, giving them high-end truth saints. So the chief priests and the Pharisees is who he was talking to. Now let's get back to the marriage garment <laughs> and see what else he said. Amen. All right, go back to Matthews 22. And let, I'm going to read verse 1 again. And Jesus answered and spake unto them again by parables and said, so now we know who he was talking to. And he about to talk to him again in another parable. Okay. Amen. That's what the scripture said. <laughs> he was talking to the chief priests and the Pharisees. An earthly illustration of a heavenly truth. I'm going to give it to you. You ready? Look at verse 2. The kingdom of heaven is like unto a certain king which made a marriage for his son. So in this parable, Jesus is comparing the kingdom of heaven to a certain king who was setting up a marriage for his son. And God something else. <laughs> Look at verse 3. And sent forth his servants to call them that were bidden to the wedding, and they would not come. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. I got my wedding garment on today, thanks to God. I'm a servant of God. And one of my main jobs is to bid folks to come to the worship. Amen. To receive Christ. That's one of my main jobs as a servant of God. Huh? But they won't come. Come out to the wedding. It's sad. Most won't come, saints. Look at verse 4. Again, he sent forth other servants, saying, Tell them which I bidden, behold, I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and my fatlings are killed, and all things are ready. Come unto the marriage. See, we got to tell them that God has everything prepared. Just come to him. <laughs> Don't lean on your own understanding. Right? WB. Don't lean on your own understanding. Come to him. Come to him. Everything is prepared for you, saints. Just come to him. That's what this earthly king is saying. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Look at verse 5. But they made light of it <laughs> and went their ways, one to his farm, another to his merchandise. See, some are so busy, so caught up in the rudiments of this world, they have no time for God. The world, in their view, is more valuable than God. Amen. Well, I got to take care of my farm. He's worried about his money. I got to take care of my merchandise. He worried about his money. Amen. And missing the valuable things, which is God. Amen. Look at verse 6. And the, remnant, and the remnant took his servants and entreated them spitefully and slew them. Now, the remnant is people who think all the things they are doing in the world is more important than God's calling. And some are so spiteful, they want to abuse the messenger. <laughs> Amen. They want to abuse the messenger. <laughs> What's that saying they got? No, don't kill the messenger. 
Is that what they say? Why you want to kill the messenger? We just the messenger. Amen. But God gets extremely angry when you slay one of his servants. Hear me. Amen. Look at verse 7. But when the king heard thereof, what happened? He was rough. He was upset. You hurt one of my servants I sent to bring you to the wedding? Oh, he was robbed. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. God gets angry when you slay the servant saints. Look what he called them. Murderers and burn up their cities. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And when he sent forth his armies and destroyed those murderers and burned up their city. Oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> oh, we know what their fate's going to be, right? Look at verse 8. Then said he to his servants, the wedding is ready, but they which are bidden were not worthy. You hear that? See, as servants of God, we want all, we want everybody to be saved. That's in us because God is in us. His will is for not one to perish, but all to come to repentance. That's the will of the Lord. So when we allow him to dwell inside, we want everybody. We be like, wait, I know I got the words of God for you. I know I can, I can help you. The Lord really wants to, me to show you this and get you online and in touch so he can do some mighty things in your life. And so it hurts us when they don't come. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. I remember I was trying to get a word to this certain group, and, and I was just so hurt. I'm like, I know I got the words. This will bless them. This will take them. They'll get the breakthrough. Just hear this and do it. But they wouldn't hear it. And the mother of the church that I came from, she spoke these words I'll never forget. She said, she said, Elder Maybell, they just not worthy. I'm like, what? She said, they just not worthy. <laughs> that blessed me. See, we don't want one to pay. We want them all to come to repentance, but some are just not worthy. They won't hear you no matter what you do. You just have to pray for him. Amen. <laughs> Look at verse 9. He says, go ye therefore into the highways, and as many as ye shall find, bid to the marriage. He said, okay, them worthy ones, let them alone. Go in the highways, and whoever you find, as many as you find, invite them to the marriage. <laughs> Here's the solution, saints. What the back of our thing say? We all need God. Let's don't pick and choose. Just invite everybody. That's why I leave that back there. Uh, a reminder. Don't pick and choose. You don't know. Just invite everybody. Amen. That's what he's telling them. Go out and just get everybody. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Look at verse 10. So those servants went out into the highways and gathered together all as many as they found, both bad and good. And the wedding was furnished with guests. Praise God. Everybody say hallelujah to that. <laughs> Let me give you this biblical truth. These servants turned from the Jews and went among the Gentiles preaching the gospel. <laughs> Remember the apostle Paul with Barnabas and that whole group? The Jews were stuck on the law just like they was right before. That's why I needed to know what was Jesus telling them, them uh, the chief priests. And they said, y'all stuck on the law. Huh? I'll take it to the Gentiles. <laughs> huh? It's whosoever will with God. Please hear me. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. 
Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. So the servants just started inviting everybody, both bad and good. Now let me define bad and good. Because <laughs> none of us are good by nature. Hear me, saints of God. I mean, what was that message I did? Naughty by nature? That was the one. <laughs> none of us are good by We all need Jesus to be saved. Say amen to that. <laughs> Look at verse 11. And when the king came in to see the guests, he saw there a man which had not on a wedding garment. Now, the king comes out to look at his guests and notice one which had no wedding garment on. Amen. And he said unto him, friend, how comest thou to in hither not having a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Person <laughs> didn't know what to say. Notice, though, I want y'all to see something in this verse, the scripture verse right here. The king called him friend. Who are we to the Lord? A friend. We're a friend of God. <laughs> then he asked them, though, what you doing in here without a wedding garment? And the person's <laughs> like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> Look at verse 13. Then said the king to the servants, bind him hand and foot and take him away and cast him into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Oh, Lord, hold up. Wait a minute. This is an earthly illustration of a heavenly truth, right? So this is saying that our God, wait, wait, wait. The king told him to invite everybody, good and bad, didn't he? He said, invite them all. Now, here we got a guy who, who he invited. He said, bind him and get him out of here. Throw him in the outer darkness. Send him to hell. That's what he's saying. And they'll be gnashing and weeping. Amen. That's what they're saying. Wait a minute now. We serve a just God. How is this an earthly illustration of a heavenly truth? Our God is just and fair. Amen. Oh, Y'all need some revelation now, right? How in the world? What's really going on, pastor? <laughs> Praise God. Let me give you the revelation. See, in those days, when they brought you before a king, they gave you the garment to put on. They gave you the garment. You're going before your majesty, your highness, the king. You just can't wear anything. So they gave him the garment to put on. But this self-righteous joker right here. Ah, oh, we going somewhere now, ain't we? He said, oh, no, what I got on is great. No, he told me to wear the wedding garment. <laughs> here it is, saints. The ones who don't, who don't listen to us, who won't come, who won't receive Christ. <laughs> they think they're going to go. See, Christ is the wedding garment. Say amen to that. Amen. And you're going to go before the king, the Lord our God, without Christ? Burn them up and get them out of here. <laughs> They'll be weeping and gnashing the teeth. Our righteousness is in Christ. It's not in ourselves. Huh? Don't lean on your own understanding. Get with the Lord. Oh, I'm preaching now. I'm on WB right now. Get with him. Get with the Lord. Don't be righteous in your own self. <laughs> That's not going to work. It's going to be weeping and gnashing the teeth. Your righteousness is in Christ only. <laughs> 
Don't you try to go up there with no wedding garment on. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord, thank you. That's an earthly illustration of a heavenly truth, saints. Our God is just and fair. Amen. <laughs> thank you, Lord. Look at how we're going to end this. It says, verse 14, for many are called, but what? If you want to make the choice to come. They just don't want to come. They think they can go in their own clothes. Because <laughs> I'm so glad you made that choice. When you came up in here that day and you ran to the Lord, my heart jumped and lifted. And he's been coming ever since. <laughs> don't you go in there in your own clothes. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Oh, hallelujah to you, Lord. God wants us to come to, to the wedding, but we must put on the wedding garment. Jesus Christ is the garment. Amen. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Is it anybody in here? We got to get this done right quick. Is it anybody here who is not married to God? Oh, say make bro so mokus. I mean, you just don't know Christ and you've never invited him into your life. Anybody in here like that who wants to me to perform that marriage? Because I'm ready to do it. Amen. He told me, put the garment on today. I had to find it. It was in storage. I'm like, God oh, Lord, I don't even know where it is. He said, put it on. And you better believe I found it. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Let's give Zoom a chance because sometimes we miss them on Zoom. Anybody here on Zoom who don't know Jesus personally, intimately, have married him, have a relationship with him that's tight, that's producing fruit in him? Anybody on Zoom who don't know him? Oh, thank you, Jesus. All right, I'm assuming everybody knows the Lord. Amen. But I'm going to do something special anyway. Amen. Amen. Here's what I'm going to do. Because when you've been married for so long, Elder Higginbottom told me he's been married to him for 30 years. But you know what we're going to do today? We're going to renew our vows. I got the garment on. We're going to renew our vows today. Huh? Because we love him, don't we? If we had it to do all over again, would we marry him again? All right, then everybody come. Let's renew our vows right now. Come on, you all.